In today's episode, we're going to explore one of the most effective ways of creating enduring change in farming communities, peer-to-peer -peer learning. This is a way of working as enablers of change that can really build capacity and capability. So let's find out more. Denise, you're currently involved in a large peer-to-peer -peer project. So can you give us some background about that place? When I started thinking about this episode, I almost didn't know where to start because peer-to-peer -peer learning seems like it should be super complicated and a big process to put in place. But actually it's pretty straightforward, although there are some things to do and look out for, which I need to tell you about. Thanks, Denise. But just what is this peer-to-peer -peer learning? It's learning from your peers, John. <laughs> Actually, it's about recognising that everyone can be a teacher and a learner. There's a whole lot of research out there in the world of extension that shows that farmers learn best from other farmers. This is peer-to-peer -peer learning. But it doesn't stop with farmers. Think about the capability and capacity building amongst rural professionals as well. All adults are going to learn best from their peers. Wow, you make it sound so simple. Denise, tell us a bit more about the background of your project where the team's been exploring not only farmer-to-farmer -farmer learning, but facilitator-to-facilitator learning as well. Yeah, thanks, John. The extension project that I'm involved with had us thinking about this. Um, you know, research does show that farmers learn best from other farmers, so we've been supporting some small group-based extension with the farmers we work with. These small groups are farmer-led or farmer-focused, which means that they get to choose the topics the group will explore over time. And part of our support has been providing trained facilitators in order for the small group to get the most from their peer-to-peer -peer learning. Because this isn't something that will just happen, uh, because sometimes we default to always assuming that a specialist or an expert is the teacher when in fact everyone brings experience to the learning. You need a facilitator to help shape the learning process and allow each farmer to contribute. This might mean bringing in a specialist to top up the knowledge in a group, but only when it's needed and not as a default. And just working through this meant that we realized that we needed to think about facilitators learning and development as well. And we realized that we needed to foster peer-to-peer -peer learning amongst them too. So, Denise, on one level, you have the farmers learning from each other, aided by a facilitator, and then on the next level, you have those facilitators learning from each other. Can you tell us more about how that might look, Denise? Sure, John. Uh, well, instead of just doing training and saying, okay, all done, go for it, uh, the team developed this cool support process, including starting small regular gatherings in different regions that allow facilitators to get together and share what's working and what isn't and help support each other. Uh, it's really like a community of practice. It's nothing new, uh, but trying to make sure we focus on peer-to-peer -peer learning for facilitators. We've also added some online meetings as well, John. Oh, great. That sounds really good, Denise. And can you tell us a bit more about the benefits of this approach, please? Well, if you want enduring practice change, peer-to-peer -peer learning builds the capacity of participants to keep learning and then asking further questions and exploring new approaches. So it's kind of a bit like a perpetual motion machine. It just keeps on moving, John. <laughs> okay, but uh, what about the question that often comes up? What if people in the group are sharing information that's just wrong and we know it's wrong? 
Yeah, that's a really good question, John. And it does come up, whether it's farmer to farmer learning or amongst facilitators. The way I see it, this is where the real skill of a facilitator comes in. How can you question this information or draw in a specialist that could gently correct this information? Not in a way that means people aren't going to listen, but to help them to consider a new perspective because we know that just telling them they're wrong is not going to cut it anyway. So you use the power of the group to question and explore information. Do you have any thoughts on this, John? Well, it reminds me of the importance of being a reflective practitioner, where you stop and critically review what you've done. Stephen Brookfield, a noted specialist in adult education, talks about looking at your practice through four lenses. Your own, the view of the learners, your colleagues, and finally, the wider literature. These lenses will give different pictures of your approach and the impact of your work. The trouble is though, that many of us are so busy doing things that it's hard to stop and reflect. It reminds me of the story of the woodcutter that Stephen Covey used in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. The woodcutter is so busy sawing wood that he can't take the time to sharpen his blunt saw which would make him far more productive in the long term. Yeah, it's a great point, John. Um, and we never take the time to reflect often enough. I know I don't. And I should point out that as usual, it's horses for courses. It's not always appropriate to use this approach. For example, if it's just the simple adoption of a new bit of technology, you might be better off using a mass communication approach. Peer-to-peer -peer learning is best suited to complex, multifaceted problems where you need to adapt the technology or practice to your situation and context. Peer-to-peer -peer learning is a great example of the group facilitation model that Jeff Coots and Kate Roberts talk about in their paper that describes the capacity building ladder. I'll pop the reference to this and other resources in the show notes. The group facilitation model has the underlying philosophy that farmers are best served when we allow them to identify their own problems and to then seek their own ways of addressing them. This is all about ownership and responsibility. And it's built on the premise that it's the people in a specific situation who are best able to understand and act on issues directly affecting them. That's right, John. And by encouraging people to work together in this way, we achieve a more lasting and sustainable solutions. Um, the participants develop their own problem solving, planning and reflection skills, which they can apply to new problems as they emerge. This can be described as building stronger human capital. Likewise, the increased networking, the stronger relationships and improved group skills develops greater social capital. Um, this could have the effect of increasing resilience and mental health of the participants as well. Jeff Coots has suggested the following critical success factors. Firstly, potential participants should have requested a facilitated process or at least agreed to participate in one. Secondly, the group should be self-selected. Then facilitators are selected or at least endorsed by the group participants. A planning cycle is incorporated into the process, including reflection on progress. Group members can be encouraged to benchmark their knowledge, attitudes and practices. Group members should have an opportunity to receive training in group processes so that they too better understand that. Groups should meet regularly, perhaps four to six times per year. 
Opportunities could be made for groups or their representatives to meet and share experiences. And finally, group members should contribute an increasing level of their own resources to the cost of the group activities. That's a really great list, John. Um, so peer-to-peer -peer learning is an approach that can shape how you support and enable change. And now you've heard our thoughts. Now we'd like to hear yours. Please add a comment below this episode and tell us about your experiences with peer-to-peer -peer learning, including any tips and further ideas about it. We don't want this just to be a one-way conversation, so join in by sharing your thoughts and ideas with us. Thanks, folks, for joining us on this Enablers of Change video. Remember to subscribe if you'd like to know when new episodes are available. And hey, if you liked what you heard, then give us a like over on YouTube and leave us a comment under this video.